Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Fly ball center. That ball is well hit. That ball is not coming back. A mammoth home run. And the Cardinals have the lead. Home run call of the day right there. Chip Carey, St. Louis Cardinals. Wilson Contreras going deep. One of seven home runs for the Cardinals beating the Dodgers. So there you go. Here come the the Cardinals. Dodgers are already coming. But here come the Cardinals. Seven home runs. Wilson Contreras, he goes deep. Well, baseball isn't boring today. Once again, the streak continues. And we want to thank FanDuel, of course, of course, of course, for being part of our cause, being part of the the whole deal. And today, betting isn't boring. Betting isn't boring because it's a Friday, and we always love to dip our toes in the betting market. And usually what that has meant lately has been the power rankings, producer Evan power rankings. It is one of my favorite times of the week where we get to have producer Evan, the guy who does so much behind the scenes, the social media account at BB isn't boring. Check him out. He dominates Instagram, uh, does a lot of different things. And on Fridays, he is the straw that stirs a drink when it comes to power rankings. And this is no different. Shakes things up a little bit with the power rankings today. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You're going to have to look. You're going to have to watch. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to listen. Once again, at BB isn't boring. Check them out. Listen, subscribe, rate, review. Got new t-shirts in. Check those out. You can go to the at BB isn't boring Twitter account to find the link to the Swing Juice page. I am going to be in San Diego this weekend distributing some brand new gold and black baseballs and boring t-shirts. You should get yours now to be like the cool kids. 
Um, so check those out. And of course, a damn near perfect game. There's no better Father's Day gift. And I implore you to go listen to Joe Kelly on yesterday's podcast because if you want to be entertaining and, and offer insight and no holds barred commentary, that's right. The Godfather, Joe Ke- Kelly, is the guy to do that. But today, today, producer Evan, once again, bringing the noise when it comes to the power rankings. Here you go. Betting isn't boring. Betting isn't boring. Baseball isn't boring. But today, betting isn't boring. Good news. I believe that Jonathan Papelbon, our betting expert, will be coming back soon. He's been uh, managing some life stuff and uh, all the best to him. But I believe he'll be reappearing at some point. But in the meantime, we've we've uncovered a gold mine while Pap figures stuff out. We've uncovered a gold mine, and that is power rankings. People love power rankings, and people love producer Evan doing the power rankings. I I love the last week, Evan. Yeah, where you and Eric Arditi both went on because he obviously is uh, uh the hugest of huge Orioles voices on the interwebs, and um. And I love that, like the fact that you guys matched up pretty well, except for the very, very top, which that was predictable, right? Yeah, I think the top, I don't know if it was five or six teams last week. Those were the ones that were kind of separating themselves. It was kind of like in like a draft, let's say, where you got like the top two picks that are like so much better than the third guy. So you're like praying to get one of the top two. It's kind of similar to that last week. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully yours doesn't uh, pan out like Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, you have um, you have another great a great round of power rankings. We love the power rankings. I wanna and next week I just told you this. I I want to do I want to expand the power rankings, and I know that other places do that. I think MLB.com does this. Evan, I like the top pitchers and the top hitters and the. You know, this is like we can do that, right? I mean, we can do stuff like that, can't we? I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, so you know, one of the things I want to do, and Courtney Finnicum is probably going to come on next week and do it. Is and this is a long time coming? Ever since Ellen Adair came on, so this is the golden age of home run celebrations. Like, why aren't we power ranking the home run celebrations? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, do the, it makes do sense. The, do the Mets have a home run celebration? I don't even know. No, I think they tried out something, but I don't think it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's the worst, right? And it feels like it works better with teams that are doing good. And so far, I mean, lately, hopefully they've been turning around, but lately they haven't been doing great. So, like, nobody's really been in the mood to do a home run celebration. Well, that's so. the problem, right, with home run celebrations is that – when you're down nine to one and you hit a solo homer and like, oh, let's do the home runs. Uh, really? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but anyway, so we're going to we are just, we are going to break down the golden age of the home run celebrations and maybe we'll do top pitchers, top hitters, top whatever. This um, People love power rank. They just love it. I mean, you can't walk the yep. streets. You can't walk the streets of New York. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. Yeah, especially especially not Baltimore after last week. I think Eric said I'm not invited. Oh, might have said oh. that under under the under wraps. He's like, hey, I love. I you don't get them at number one. You're not invited. <laughs> you're, you're not invited. I love. Uh, and we did that on the the eve that podcast on the eve last week of the splash zone and Camden Yards. Yeah. That's pretty That's cool. cool. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, in the moment, you might think it's silly when you're, like, writing it up, let's say, or when they were coming up with it, but then seeing it in action, it's great because it gets all the fans excited to see extra base hits and everything, so 
even if you're just there for like the the booze and just hanging out it's a great time so <laughs> yeah, even if right. even if you're there for the booze <laughs> and hanging out let's put that on the bumper stickers for baseball um all right well let's get to the power rankings you have a, a fair amount of ter- turnover in this week's power rankings i'm gonna i'm gonna spoiler alert the team that you have in the top spot in your first power rankings, which is what this is our fourth, right? This is our fourth one, I believe, right? I believe so. Yeah. Your yep. first one, you didn't even have in the top ten. Like, what no. a comeback by this team! But don't spoil <laughs> it. Don't spoil it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. All right. Number ten. What do you got? Yeah. So number ten, I think, was the same as last week. They're kind of just a like a meddling team. You know, they kind of just. They stay like right on the surface. They're not going out of their minds. They're not going below water, you know. <laughs> it's the Minnesota Twins. They're 24 and 20 right now, three and three since the last rankings, five and five in their last 10. It took two or three from the Cubs, one and three, one of three from the Dodgers, which kind of swayed me since I have them high up on the list. So I don't know. I just feel like they're they're a you don't sound, team because you don't sound too confident in them being in the top ten. Yeah, I don't know. They're a tricky team because obviously, as you said last podcast with Joe Kelly, they'd be probably below the Red Sox in the in the uh, AL East. They would be in last in place in the AL East right now. Yeah, and then they're um they're the top team in the AL Central, so they're kind of a tricky team because it's like I don't want to leave them off, but at the same time, they're not exactly doing anything to make me be like, wow, the Twins should be on there no matter what. So. They were kind of like similar to last week. They're kind of one of those teams where it was like, all right, it's between this and this. And the Red Sox have been on a skid. So I was like, all right, I'll put the Twins on there. I tell you what, though, uh, FanDuel, our, our good friends at FanDuel, they don't, they're not devaluing them like I think some people might. They're at plus 2,000, which isn't great. But that's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, eighth on the list. So plus 2,000, people, uh, people are buying in. They have really good pitching, Sonny Gray, yep. Pablo Lopez, and others. Um, they got Duran at the end of their bullpen. That guy's so Oh, my. So he's nasty. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like the Joe Kelly of closers. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, all right, well, there you go. Number That's number 10. I can buy into that. Where do you have them last week, the Twins? Were they I in? I think based on, yeah, I think they were number 10. I don't think I really moved them too much because okay. they weren't exactly moving the needle. So. All right. Well, I mean, if you lead your division, he's kind of, it's almost, you have to be in the top 10 sort of. Exactly. Uh, it's science. All right. What do you get? Number nine. Yeah. So number nine, I have the Houston Astros. I think they were listening to me last week because I was, I was buying high in them, even though they were just a game over 500 on last rankings. They've gone five and one since last ranking seven and three in last 10. Granted who they're facing is not great. They're facing both Chicago teams. So they swept the Cubs took two or three from the white Sox, but now they're 24 and 19. I think they're, they're on the rise. They're starting to get it together. They've had a few uh, pitching injuries that haven't been great. But overall, I think Dusty Baker, you really got to just trust that guy because he's he's a magician when it comes to making teams good. And they've proven to be good, obviously, because they won the World Series last year. But Plus 750. Plus 750. So they're the the fourth team uh, on the uh, in terms of being favorites to win the World Series. Plus 750. And you're right. It's just, we thought they were going to have these pitching injuries. Oh, here you go. But they're hanging in there. They're, they're a really, really talented team. And some of their players, too, some of their players, like Pena, like you know they're going to get better. You know they're going to get better. I don't know how you felt. So one of the things that we did, and I, this is another thing that I, I would, we did uh, the top, my top five hitters at 
I wouldn't want to face right now. Who was I talking with about that? Who who did I say that? How did that come up? It was in um, one of the podcasts. Paul, Paul Goldschmidt said. Paul Goldschmidt. He would, he would make Mike Trout his number one. Hit Mike on the Trout. Way, so yeah, yeah. So I gave mine, and I put Jordan Alvarez in that list. All I know is that every time this guy, every time I see him, he gets a huge, huge hit, and he's he never gets out. So he's, yeah, he's who would be your guy? Who's your who's your guy? Can't be Brett Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, Arise from the Marlins. That guy. Ooh, you and Rich Hill. Yeah. I mean, you see Jeff McNeil and you see how great he is with bat to ball contact. And I didn't watch the Twins much last year, but now that he's in the NL East, I watch him a lot. And he's just, he's insane. He puts, he puts the ball in play so much. And it's crazy because it's just, you can't get that guy out no matter so where you throw it. You, um, you were not. You had not jumped into our world yet, but Rich Hill said that he was the best hitter that he's ever seen. Ever. Ever. I mean, he was he was batting 400, and he played, I think, every game on the season up until, like, I think a couple days ago when he dropped below 400. But still, I mean, <laughs> how do you even do that? It's what, is, what would that be? What, if, if it was only a word that I would think that, what, what would that be? <laughs> it's insane. Hey, there you go. Uh, all right. So did we? So we have Twins number 10. We have, uh, what do you say, Houston Astros. number Astros yep. number 9. Who's number 8? Yeah, so number eight's the the Yankees. I mean, granted, in the since the last rankings, they're four and three, so they haven't exactly been you know going crazy. But they're seven and three in their last ten. They split with the Rays, who are you know one of the top teams in baseball, record wise top team, but power rankings rise, just one of the top teams. And then they also took two of three from the Blue Jays, who I've added back onto my rankings this week after leaving them off last week. I think they heard what I said about them, and they were like, all right, we're going to change your mind. So. They are. I mean, there's there's no better motivator than you. Yeah. Um, well, the Yankees at plus 1,200. Once again, another team that FanDuel is buying in on. So yeah. uh, FanDuel, I mean, sorry, the Yankees just in front of the Twins. Um, and then spoiler, just oh, actually, they are also sharing plus 1200 with the Padres, which the Padres didn't make your list, right? Again, no, because they've been awful lately. They're, they're 20, the worst 24. hitting, they're like the worst yeah. hitting team in baseball, right? Two and eight in their last 10. I mean, it's just crazy how they just keep losing and losing and losing. I don't know what to do because they're a team that you want to be high on. Like, I think Eric had them at nine or 10 last week, and then they just keep you know making you lose your mind over have here. they ever been in any of your list any of your four lists so I far think they were in they weren't the first in last one? week and they weren't in this week but i think they were either in the first one or the first second one. one yeah so yeah. yeah you're just waiting in in but holy mackerel how do you not hit how do you not hit I know, and especially with with the guys they have, you know, they have Machado, they have Soto, they have Bogarts. Those are supposed to be it, like the top it, guys in baseball. Tatis, Tatis comes back. Tatis, yeah. I mean, yep. it's yeah, it's it's nuts. I'm gonna find. You know what? I am so curious about this, Evan. I'm gonna get on a plane and go to San Diego. That's where I'm there going go. <laughs> right after this podcast. I'm not even lying. Um, all right, so you have Yankees at number eight. Who's yep. at number seven? So number seven is the Toronto Blue Jays, four and two since last week's rankings, six of four last 10. They swept the Braves, which obviously swayed my opinion a lot because the Braves are one of the top teams in my rankings. They were number one last week. It took one of three from the Yankees. So it was debatable whether or not I should put the Yankees at seven and them at eight, considering that they have the better record in that series um, in terms of, you know, who beat who. 
And that was a crazy series as we've covered the past couple of days. I mean, between the judge accusations, you know, the the coaching boxes being strictly enforced, which I don't think they've ever been strictly I, enforced. I, I definitely, <laughs> so I wanted to do this. I, maybe I will in the coming week. I wanted to sit down with a couple of third base coaches yeah. and, and talk about, because as I said on the podcast, Evan, you look at the third base coaching boxes of the traditional parks, especially older ones. Yeah. They're about like, you know, two feet by four feet. It, it is nothing. And they're never in there. They're never in no. there. And I so Joey Cora literally stands on third base when he's waving a guy in. <laughs> he does. I mean, I remember I remember um Brian Butterfield uh going back. He was with the Red Sox, he was with the, with the Cubs, he was with the Angels. And he used to actually, especially at Fenway Park, he would come on the field because when it goes into the corner. You know, you yeah. have to be able to see it. So almost the the I think there was like a couple of occasions where the runner like rounded in back of him. So, <laughs> but you know, you have Toronto, you have this arbitrary like paint on the field. Exactly. It's I'm gonna get to the bottom. I think I think that's a good podcast. Anyway, um, all right. So the blue I think the Blue Jays are the most talented talented team in the American League. I'm going to say it. Yeah. They have the potential. They have all the potential to be great. It's just a matter of putting it together. And lately they have. So I'm hoping that they. And that's even without Manoa really rolling. Right. Definitely. They have Gosman, you Bassett. I mean, you have good bullpen, good lineup. All that would suggest that they are good. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Because that's when we thought they were rolling. They got swept by the Red Sox about a week ago, but they rebounded. And we love the spiciness in Toronto. Love it. Love it. Yep. All right. Uh, what was that? Seven. So let's go to six. Yeah. So number six moved up one from last week. They've always made their way into my list. I don't know if they've made their way into anybody else's list, but they've made their way into my list. And it's been the Diamondbacks. They're 25 and 19 right now. Five and two since last week's rankings. Six and four in the last 10. Granted, the people they've faced lately could kind of, you know, go back, uh, you know, could go against me as to why I moved them up because they took three or four from the Giants who aren't particularly good, two or three from the A's who are probably the worst team in baseball, if not one of them. So who they faced didn't really uh, help them out. But in terms of their record and just dominating, I think that they should be the number six team. And I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep right. They're the one team that I've never lost faith in through the four weeks we've been doing them. Every other team has kind of gone up and down. They've kind of stuck to where they are. You're good. That's why. Yeah. You're, you're a good judge of talent. And it's crazy to look at the wildcard rankings. I believe right now, it was this case yesterday, the wildcard rankings, the, the Diamondbacks are the best. And then you have the Pirates and the Marlins. The Diamondbacks, the Pirates, <laughs> and the Marlins are your wildcard team in the National League right now. Yeah. That's insane. That is like it's so with the Diamondbacks. We said this, I said this in the offseason. I thought they were going to be good. I think they're good. Um, they have the unfortunate, much like everybody in the American League East, you know, they have the unfortunate position of being in the same division as the Dodgers, who are the Dodgers are absolutely rolling right now. And, yeah. um, but they're good. I mean, they're, they're legit. We're, we're trying to figure out what some of these other teams are. But I think, to your point, I think the Diamondbacks are here to save. And by the way, number six team from last week for both you and Eric, out of the top ten. That would be the Boston Red Sox. Out. Out. Even though they've won two in a row. Out. You have no patience for four-game losing streaks. (laughs) 
It was just getting swept by the Cardinals was really their downfall. Yeah. And, and the Cardinals could end up being great. And then you could look back and say that wasn't that bad. That wasn't a bad sweep. But in the moment, the Cardinals. I tell you what, I it is so it was so bizarre, Evan, to look at that Cardinals team and to say, look, they had the worst record in the National League. And to look at that team, and we talk about talent, like across yeah. the board talent, across the board. Yeah, line up stars at every position. I mean. Yeah, line up. <laughs> Starting pitchers, guys who throw 100 million miles an hour out of the bullpen. It's, yeah. yeah. So now they're, they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, so we'll see. All right, number five. Yeah, so number five, I think they were also my number five team last week, is the Texas Rangers. I know Eric said they're on their way down. They very well could be. But, I mean, four and two since last week's rankings, seven and three in the last ten. Granted, they took two of three from the A's, which isn't that great. I mean, obviously you need to win those games, so it is great, unlike the Mets, but they took two of three from the A's, who aren't that great of a team, but they took one of three from the Braves, which influenced my decision because um, I just consider the Braves kind of the one of the top, if not the top NL team in week in and week out. So I felt like that was a reason why they should stay at least in the top five. All right. Well, I mean, I can't really argue with you. It's It's... It's one of these teams where they're another team. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, right? Yeah, we're but, waiting for the other shoe to drop. But yeah. I think I think the X factor with the Rangers is Bochi. Definitely. I mean, it's Definitely. I don't I don't usually buy into well, the manager makes so much of a difference. But when you already have a talented team and you also have some guys coming up who are playing really well, but it's the chicken or the egg thing, in which is well, are these guys coming up and playing well because they're just evolving or are they playing well because the manager is getting the most out of them? And I've seen that Definitely. happen. I mean, I've seen that happen. Um, and and as then you, Adoli, you got Adolis Garcia and Nathan Avaldi stepping up in big ways lately. I think uh, Garcia hit two home runs yesterday. Avaldi had like 28 and a third straight innings without giving up a run or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, and, and you have to imagine when we try to figure out, well, what are these teams going to do with the trade deadline? And I love, I can't wait for this podcast of the trade deadline. It's going to be fire. So, um, but it's, they're a team, the Rangers, you, you think we don't know exactly what Chris Young will do in that position. I know what John Daniels would have done, but we don't know exactly, but, you get the feeling that as much money as they spend on that team, they're going to be like, okay, they're going to be in the mix for somebody important. That's going to be glorious. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of teams that are important, players that are important. Number four, go ahead. Yeah. So number four was the team that I had above the Orioles last week, which very much upset Eric. But now I have been number four because they've gone one and four. And since last week's rankings, four and six in their last 10, they were swept by the Blue Jays, but they did take two of three from the Rangers. So that kind of kept them above the Rangers. But um, but yeah, they've just been they've been struggling lately. Granted, they're still 26 and 16. They're still leading the NL East by a mile. But I just felt like I can't put them higher than number four with these other three teams that are so down. Yeah, they've been banged up a little bit in uh but I still think that they're gonna be they're they're, they're cream of the crop. I mean they're just they yeah. just are unless unless they have so a really huge hit to their starting rotation because that lineup is is crazy good. 
it led by led by the guy who when we talk about guys that you would want to start a franchise with and i know that cameron said this on the podcast he mentioned acuna jr yep i mean i <laughs> right now if i asked it's like i love this question first of all and i love the fact that i asked julio rodriguez even though the tape didn't work you just have to trust me they said this but <laughs> when when i said cuz julio rodriguez was always that guy for me Yep. Who you start a franchise with? Julio Julio Rodriguez. I'll I'll stay by that, even though he's not doing great right now. But Acuna Junior is making me think twice. Yeah, who will be your guy? And he was, and he was like uh, before this year. He had a lot of like injury prone, or he had like long spurts where he was injured. So people were kind of starting to forget about him and hyping up Soto, obviously. And then now it's like Soto's granted he, he's getting hotter lately, but he was off to a rough start. So Acuna's kind of entered back as like the generational talent from the well go look go look at his baseball savant page it's not only that he hits 470 foot home runs it's not only that he hits a high average he has like the best throwing arm in baseball or one of them definitely and and yeah so i i i've been falling behind in my fan duel odds by the way so your number six pick the diamondbacks they are at plus seven thousand so plus seven thousand I think on your list, that's the longest of long shots, plus seven thousand. They're behind the Cubs. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, and then your other one, let's see, let's see, let's Rangers. See. Rangers are plus three thousand. So okay. plus the Rangers are behind the Angels. Angels wow. are plus twenty five hundred. So. Uh, this is like, I love the FanDuel stuff. I love this stuff because it really gives you a pr- sort of perspective of how yep. people are actually viewing these compared to like how we're like viewing them. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good. I think that's the, the Braves. That's fair. It's, that's, that's yeah. a fair one. Um, especially with the teams that you have coming up. All right. Number three, what do you got? Yeah, so number three, unchanged from last week, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. They're three and three since last week's rankings, five and five. Obviously, they started off so hot, the record's still 32 and 12. They're still the best record in baseball, but they split with the Yankees in a four-game series. So far, they've split with the Mets as of this tape, and they're playing tonight. Hopefully, <laughs> the Mets can take the take the series tonight, but we'll the see. Rays, but the Rays kill all optimism. They yeah, kill. they really they they're really they're an optimism killer for all these teams. I mean, I can go down the list of teams where they they they've had to dig it themselves out of the holes after playing the Rays. It's kind of crazy. Got, and they just got Fairbanks back last night. Granted, thankfully, in my opinion, but obviously in overall baseball, it wasn't great in terms of Pete Alonso hit the walk off bomb off him in the tenth inning that helped the Mets win the game. But he's another piece that I mean without giving up home runs he's he's super dominant they just got him back so they're getting healthier again and that's just dangerous and uh they were they had this whole thing on SNY they were covering the Rays and they were talking with their GM and he was saying how they just managed to win every trade because they're so good at self-scouting so to suffer to self-scouting oh evaluating who's gonna suck on their team yeah 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 well, they're so good I at mean, knowing what they have yeah, it's it's. I mean, this is one of the things that like going back is some of the best GMs were really really good at that. You what you do is you hype up your guys that you know that shouldn't be hyped up, and then you trade them. And there are a, a, a myriad of examples of this. But with organizations, this is such a key thing. I think 
You know, I want to say the Yankees were good at it, but when I say that, the same time, because they're good at hyping up their prospects, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the problem, um, like you look at like a Justin Sheffield, for instance. True. Yeah. And um, I'm there's there's a few others, but everyone's oh my goodness, this is an embarrassment of riches with the Yankees, and then they trade these guys, and it's, it's like the sad trombone. What are you doing? Like it's. But it's it's a really really key thing, and the Rays are good at it. The Rays are also good, as everybody knows, of identifying guys and then getting the most out of them. I had I had one GM tell me the other day, say, you know, we we're talking about some of the guys who the Rays have acquired recently, some of these pitchers, and say, yeah. listen, like all they do is they tell them to throw strikes, throw the ball, yeah. like, like and he's like. With some of these guys that have acquired them, this is going to be the ultimate test. We'll see. But usually it works out. Like you say, you get a guy in like, oh, oh, that guy, that guy who was just DFA'd, he was picked up by the Rays. Well, there you go. He's going to be good. So yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's Jake a, Diekman, like we were talking about last I mean, week. I mean, I that, that may or may not have been the person <laughs> I was talking about. But uh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, just because he he's a... Uh, he's a friend of the program. Uh, he just liked uh, our Joe Kelly podcast tweet so uh i expect big things from jake deekman um uh and i should mention you had mentioned going back to your number four pick the braves they are in fan odds they are the favorites to win the world series still plus 500 um well they're tied with another team but the the rays are number three the rays are at plus 650 ahead of the astros and behind um the braves in another team so Razor number three. So who you got at number two? Yeah, so number two is also unchanged from last week. I have the Orioles. I mean, they're four and two since last week's rankings, six and four in their last 10. It took two of three from the Pirates and the Angels, who are very much in the mix. Uh, hopefully the Pirates can turn it around, and that would be a huge two of three. And then the, the Angels are kind of right on the cusp. They've been a little disappointed lately, but – you know, they're always right on the cusp. If the, if they get one hot streak, they'll bounce right into my power ranking. So those are two big wins. And the Orioles just keep rolling, but it's just other teams have kind of kept them out of the number one spot. So they're plus 6,000 right now. They are the same as the Red Sox, same as the Cubs, um, behind the Guardians, behind the Cardinals, <laughs> Cardinals at plus 4,000, behind the Brewers, behind the yeah. Mariners. So the Orioles... The, the Seattle Mariners, which I believe yep. are under 500 now, yep. ha, are plus 3,000. The Orioles are plus 6,000. They're still not buying into the Orioles. It's crazy. It, yeah. and, and They're sleeping on them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I guess. But, you know, they keep winning, so – they're going to keep being at the top of the uh, – I think that I would have to – we'll tweet at Eric and uh, see if he would still put the Orioles at the top of the list because yeah. I do find your top team fascinating because we said they're going to probably be there at some point, but yeah. I didn't expect them to make this sort of leap so in such a, a dramatic fashion. Who's your number yeah. one team? So my number one team up from four last week, they actually swapped spots with the Braves, is the LA Dodgers. They're 28 and 16, uh, five and one since last week's rankings, eight and two in their last 10. They swept the Padres. 
took two of three from the Twins, who are at number 10. So they're just getting so hot lately. I mean, everybody expected at this point the Dodgers are like a well-oiled machine, and it's like, hey, even if they have this and this and this and this go wrong, they can make it work. They're like the Rays, but they actually spend money. I mean, they bring in Shelby Miller. He now has like a two ERA. So That's crazy. That is like the craziest of <laughs> all time. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, finally, finally, Dinsby Swanson uh, vindication. The yeah. Shelby Miller trade, but it's um, it's it is like yeah, you same sort of deal, like right, with the Rays, like you bring a guy in and all of a sudden he's good, but but you're right, they they, they spent money. But what's interesting, Evan, is that the Dodgers. This was the year everyone thought the Dodgers were slow playing it, and then they lose their shortstop, Gavin yeah. Lux, right? Like out of the gate, well, uh, maybe this isn't the year, so forth and so on. And the next thing you know, James Outman is going nuts, and 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 now and now you have Dustin May on the shelf with this elbow thing. Well, you were are they worried? Probably not. And you'll, yeah. you're probably going to get Walker Bueller back. What I see yesterday uh, at the end of the year. So yeah. um, big playoff guys. Yeah. What what what'll be interesting to me is how long the Dodgers will be in the top spot. If you had to guess, yeah. Let's let's spin the wheel of uh, Evan producer Evan predictions. How long do you think the Dodgers the rest of the year will come out of that top spot? Um, I don't know. It's tricky because you got these. You got at least the top four. The Rangers, I think, might be a tier below, but you got that top four, and they could change at any time based on their hot streaks. But, I mean, the Dodgers, if they keep rolling the way they are right now, and they're beating good teams. They're not just beating, like, the A's. No disrespect to the A's, but they're not just beating the A's. They're beating the Twins, who are the top team in their division, number 10 on my rankings. They're beating the Padres, who hopefully can turn it around and become a really good team. So they're just – they're. They're sweeping these really good teams. Well, <laughs> so, I like. I, I love. By the shocked. way, my takeaway from that is you said no disrespect to the A's. What do you think the A's are going to like care what you like? The A's have their own problems. How dare you disrespect the A's? <laughs> no disrespect to the A's. You're so you're, you're way too polite. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the A's are the layup. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God bless Mark Kotze. But uh, yeah, yeah you know, Bob Melvin, Bob Melvin left that team when they were still decent to take the Padres job. He left Mark Kotze, such a crappy job. Uh, I know. And, and Mark Kotze, it's sort of like, you know, with everybody with the A's, everyone's just, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. We yeah. understand the situation. Just do your best. Do yeah. your best. And and it's just so depressing, the whole thing. Oh, we should do at one point, speaking of power rankings, we should do like the top war were the worst teams at some point, right? Yeah. The worst teams. That's always a good time. Yeah. I mean, going into the season, there's a few that you would have definitely had on there, and the A's are definitely one of them. So. Yeah. Well, off the top of my head, the Royals, the A's. I mean, we, we were hyping up the Nationals just to hype them up, but <laughs> let's be honest. Um if, if they ever make Joey Manessis available at the deadline, he would be a big get. That guy is so sneaky good out of nowhere. And it's mm. crazy. He was in the Red Sox farm system, and they just, like, discarded him. The Nationals pick him up. I think he's, like, 32. And he's, like, he, they just played the Mets last week. He was, like, the Met killer. He had a home run or a big hit in, like, every game. So you want so what are you saying is you want Joey Manessis on the podcast? 
I mean, Joey Manessis is such an underrated guy right now that I like nobody talks about him because he's on the Nats and he's also an older guy. He's kind of like a Drew Maggi type guy, except might have a little more staying power. But yeah, yeah. overall, I think that he's like a, he's a really underrated player that if the Nationals ever turn it around, could be either a cornerstone or he could be traded to one of these top teams. Uh, like I said, lineup even better. I can't wait for the trade deadline. We're going to do more trade deadline podcasts coming up, but uh, speaking of older guys, and speaking of guys on the podcast, a must is going to be to do a 30 for 30 with Rich Hill breaking down his sprint to first base with Miguel Cabrera, right? <laughs> I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was like in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I, I don't know. I just want to hear from him. I don't know. I don't know if Rich talked after the game. I wish I would imagine he did about Probably, it but yeah. i want i want the in-depth i want like again a 30 for 30 <laughs> on that that deserves its own documentary um yeah. all right well good stuff excellent job excellent job once again um i think i'm sure people will uh what do you think which one do you think people are going to have the most issues with of the whole ball of wax um I mean, I definitely think if the if the Rays fans are out there, they might think that they should be one. The Orioles fans think they should be one. The rest of the teams, I don't know. I mean, I know the Brewers, they're, they're top of their division now. They've actually been pretty hot lately, but the teams they're beating aren't great, so I didn't feel like they deserve to be. I mean, they swept the Royals and took two or three from the Cardinals, so I just didn't feel like they were a team that deserved to be in. But everybody else, I mean, obviously – we got a lot of Red Sox fans, so they might think that they should at least be like ten now. But overall, I think I think it's I think it might be undisputed a little bit. I mean, obviously, there's Ooh. plenty of room for improvement. So but... Should we call this <laughs> producer Evans' undisputed power rankings? Yeah. Don't you dare nobody, disagree. Nobody can go against. <laughs> Don't you dare disagree. Um, yeah. How? By the way, excellent job on the video um, yep. of of the the caption contest for Aaron Judge. Yeah. That, that that went that went much better than I anticipated. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. But, <laughs> yeah. No, not the video, but the whole caption contest. No, definitely. I was looking at the Twitter as you after you posted it, and I was like, geez, we got like at least like 66 comments or something like that. And they all were pretty creative. So yeah, we're gonna have to do that again. Um all right. All right, excellent job, Evan. All right, we'll keep powering through, and uh you have become the power ranking guru, the the person of the I'm going to get a player to like basically because this is what players do. They look up at the power rankings and they get all upset. So yeah. I'm going to get a player upset at you. That's my goal. <laughs> I'm going to be, a, I'm going to get a Padre to say, like, <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to do. That's my goal this weekend. Get a Padre yeah. to give you crap. So there, there you go. 